0: Good evening and welcome to Sports on the Porch, recorded live and unedited in the Screenport Studio. Of course, uh, Josh is in the Screenport Studio and I am in Studio B, um, in the Western Studio, as we like to call it, or Studio B. I'm sorry, I, I
1: just have to jump in right now. For the first time, I witnessed the warm lap of luxury that Studio B is. That is not the outdoor screen porch experience. So I want all of our listeners to know that I'm the trooper here. I'm the brave one. I'm the... You know what? As podcasts that are recorded outdoors go... I'm the Grizzly Adams of, of Podcast.
0: <laughs> you you are the Grizzly Adams. Because you do bear you the the cold weather every time or warm weather or whatever it may be, but now as we get into the colder season, you are actually taking one for the team by endeavoring uh, or enduring. I'm sorry, not endeavoring. That's a stupid word. I mean, it's not a stupid word. It's you know has its purpose, but it doesn't have a purpose here. But you are enduring the cold uh, beginnings of winter right now.
1: I I am, and as you were describing. My bravery out here, um, Paula Dean came to mind as the comparison for you you're You're in a basically a warm kitchen, probably a pair of Bermuda shorts on and a uh, half buttoned Hawaiian shirt
0: no, no, I am in a porch in unheated porch right now. Uh, and there are screens. Oh, you had to turn off the heat because it got, it got too warm in there. So you Man. turned
1: off the heat. Is that why it's unheated right now?
0: That's right. It's just too warm in here. And, uh, you know, I do like to wear my, well, you know how I podcast. I, I wear my, my tights, my onesie. You, you do wear your onesie. So.
1: And I appreciate you keeping up the unitard look.
0: Well, um, yeah. Whether
1: it's, you root. Re- we're, we're in person together or uh, do it remotely here.
0: Well, it's so, my podcast I uniform. I, I, I have to wear my podcast uniform. Interestingly enough, it'll be my Halloween costume this year as well. So... <laughs> Yes, uh, Josh was in attendance of and has visited now Studio B, and uh, again, there are screens here, just so you know, but there are windows covering those screens, so uh, keep out any, you know, outside noise, and we want to make sure this studio has some sort of semblance of uh, soundproofing and and radio-ness, as you... uh, uh, you know, as we try to become a little bit more professional, but COVID has certainly kept us apart. Whoa, more... whoa, 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 whoa! Sorry,
1: what's this professional talk? Keep that off the table. <laughs> we are not anywhere near professionals, nor do we aspire to be.
0: Hey, we have a producer and an engineer. Of course, we're professional. I mean, it's funny that that producer and engineer is all the same person, but um, and and we almost have a sponsor, uh, so. <laughs> how do you get more professional okay. than that so
1: good point i, 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 uh, I for, forgive me uh, for
0: you for my, my friend error in judgment you my friend are always forgiven so interestingly enough because you are in the screenport studio you provide us with the temperature uh, so what is the temperature in the screenport studio this evening
1: well this is, is the coldest post covid um podcast that we've had
0: well i wouldn't say post COVID.
1: degrees well not post since covid started sure right so you know last january uh 2020 or, or february we certainly had colder podcasts than this um but we're at 38 degrees right now
0: wow apparently. that's uh that's a little chilly um, it
1: is. And, and before you ask that, that's like seven degrees Celsius. Oh, of it is. The Wheaton-Dumont thermometer. Yes. Well,
0: that's for all of our international listeners um, who, uh, who there are some, by the way, don't I know you're all rolling your eyes right now, but there are some international li- listeners and uh, they do obviously not follow the Fahrenheit scale so as josh always does in the screen porch studio and rarely shares with me although the last time i was there he was gracious enough to do so but um what is in your cup
1: well i'm continuing with my fall beers um and going back to a german beer uh to, to continue my Oktoberfest celebration. Although not an Oktoberfest beer, I'm drinking uh, from Pitchfork Brewing out of Hudson, Wisconsin. Yes, I'm The familiar. Uncle Smee, uh, Munich Dunkel. This puppy comes in at uh, 6.8% ABV of a dark oil black uh, lager. It's wow. I'm digging this beer. Uh,
0: say the name of it again. You cut out just briefly there. Say the name of it again.
1: Uncle Smee, that's S-M-E.
0: Oh, Uncle Smee. You had an Uncle it, Smee, didn't you?
1: We we don't talk about Uncle Smee um, <laughs> to other people.
0: It's it, sort it's of a, a
1: family a, joke kind of a thing.
0: Sure, yeah, and we won't talk it, about it's him It's kind
1: here. of like Cousin It.
0: Right? Oh sure, They really yeah. don't
1: talk about cousin Ed unless no. if you meet him.
0: He, yeah, right? if you meet him, then you have to talk about him. It's that'd be weird, right? So, yeah. how uh, what's the flavor profile that you're experiencing with that uh, that uh, oil black uh, lager? Uh, you see, lager. You got a lot of um, this. The, yep, yep.
1: It's a, a dark lager. Um, this is uh, very. Uh, Roasty, nuts, um, full flavor, um, just a, a very, if I could use one word to describe it, often used for coffee, but this is robust.
0: Wow. Interesting that you get that from a lager, because normally those dark beers are stouts or porters, so that's uh, that's nice. Um, I, I mean, I wish I were there to uh, taste it, uh, but... Um, We'll just leave that for another time. You would
1: enjoy this beer. I would. Yeah.
0: I certainly would. Next Um, time I
1: roll the the red carpet out for you, uh, I'll give you one if there's still any left.
0: I'd love it. I'd love it. Uh, You can find that in any of your local liquor stores. Uh, Of course, you can find that certainly at Total Wine, which if they don't have it.
1: Actually, no, you can't. I talked to the brewer, um, and he said that once they sell out of what was in their case, uh, at the brewery, the next time this puppy
0: is going to roll around is next year. Oh wow! So, uh, yeah, th- that's a uh, that's a brewery exclusive. So, uh, go get it if you can, right there in Hudson, Wisconsin. So, you know, something that uh, sort of is disappearing is as well is uh, Vikings wins. Um, pretty sad state of affairs, and I have a lot of questions for you in regards to the game on Sunday. Uh, Given our new locations, uh, I don't get over there as often to watch the games. But uh, I do have one question, Josh. On fourth down, would you have gone for it or kicked the field goal? And by the way, your status on this podcast depends on your answer.
1: I unequivocally would have gone for it. Wow. And here's why here here's why i would have gone for it is because of what happened you give the ball back to russell wilson and he's gonna he's gonna win the game right so we maybe we kick the field goal go up eight. you know it doesn't matter because you give him the ball again he's gonna go score he's gonna get the two-point conversion and he's gonna find a way to win you had the victory on the table and an opportunity to not give the ball back to Russell Wilson by getting that first down. that's why you go for it.
0: Wow, I, I like the answer. I, I have to say that I, I, I do somewhat disagree with you. Uh, although based on your enhanced part of the answer, uh, you can remain on the podcast. but the I would have I would have kicked the field goal and here's why. You kick the field goal. Yes, you do give the ball back to Russell Wilson, but the best they can do is tie. That's the best they can do. And given the fact that the defense in the second half for Seattle was far more, and to use a word that you just used, robust, uh, in the second half, the Vikings had really no chance to make that uh, fourth down conversion. Uh, I just, I didn't see it. Uh, I know that it was short yardage, but given the way they were performing in that second half, uh, I did not see that being a a high percentage play. So going for it gives you the three points, gives you an eight point lead, puts it in the hands of your defense, which has certainly uh, shown glimmers of, of goodness and and sacked Russell Wilson a few times, so but did perform poorly in the second half, but certainly gave them an opportunity to stop it, which they certainly did and they didn't. But uh, so I get your point, but
1: right. So if you don't get it, Russell Wilson has to drive 92 yards. If you kick the field goal, in all likelihood, they're going to start at the 25. So he only has to go 75 yards. And it, it took a fourth down pass in the end zone to uh, give the, the Seahawks this, this victory. And the funny thing is, uh, I was talking to a loyal listener, Drew, uh, yesterday about the game. And we, we both agreed, like, when Russell Wilson had, his, had the ball in his hands, For that last drive, what was the percentage of um, confidence that we had that the Seahawks were going to score? Russell Wilson will lead them to the touchdown. And we were like 75, 80%. Yeah. And And so the fact that it took till fourth down for the Vikings to give up the game, that's that's pretty good And, and about really all you can hope for in maybe Russell Wilson's best season. And so that leads me back to why I still go for it is I don't want to give him the ball. Sure. I, I don't care if I could have him need a, a touchdown and a two-point conversion. They they We go into overtime and we, we have to score a touchdown then to win the game. In my opinion, right. all other scenarios, the Seahawks win if we don't get that touchdown to end the game in overtime. So I would rather bank on getting uh, six inches, then a touchdown in overtime. Six inches on one play or right. a touchdown.
0: Well, and I, yeah, and I don't disagree with you. I think there's valid points to both. But, you know, the the, the thing is, is they didn't do it. Uh, so if we talk about this team taking risks like they do, given how they've played in the first uh you know quarter of the season or um, you know how how are they how are we supposed to uh, extrapolate how they're going forth through the rest of the season uh, this was obviously a coaching decision uh, obviously the players did not perform well on the on the down but this was a coaching decision and of course, Zimmer has said that he would make that same call again uh, he would go for it again. He would go for it hundred out of hundred times. Uh, you know, they might win nine. Play them ten times, they might win nine. But they thanks Herb. I think you're welcome. Uh, but the you know the, they underperformed in that entire second half. And to me, uh, you were hoping for that first half team to come back in that one play.
1: I don't I, I don't agree with you um, because Alexander Madison on the game had 112 yards he didn't get any run really until the second half when Cook went out with his groin injury he Madison finishes with 20 carries 112 yards Cook 17 carries 65 yards so Madison is moving the ball almost at a, a two to one clip compared right. to Delvin Cook and on that 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 fourth and six inch play, uh, if Delvin's in the game, they get the first go- first down, if not a touchdown, because here's the learning experience that exists for Alexander Madison. He plows forward as fast as he can, and he runs into the the, the blockers and then the the defenders, right. where the experience would be, hey, slow that down a little bit because if you can pop it out to the outside, which according to the film was open for sure for the first out if right. not the touchdown game over right exactly so you have a runner a young runner in madison and he he had his learning moment here uh, of patience even with the game on the line so yeah unfortunate that the, the vikings lost but that that's why Zimmer's going to go for it 100 out of 100 times true is the play was set up and we just didn't execute it. That's all you can do as a coach: is give them the play and have it work. The players don't execute; do it. it it's out of your hands then, as a coach.
0: Right. And again, you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, it's it's you know it's a bummer that they didn't make it, and it's you know, again, having and Cook out um, certainly pulls down your percentage of making that fourth down conversion. The rest of the game, I, I want to say that I was led to be hopeful that the Vikings played Seattle so well. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I guess I'm not a super big believer in moral victories, but here is a team that was, you know, given up for dead and basically came out and smacked around. I think one of the best teams in the NFL right now, uh, pretty easily in that, especially in that first half. Um, I think Seattle kind of went in and said, you know what, this isn't the team that we thought they were and came out and said, let's play like we know how to play and showed that. But what are your thoughts on the performance in the second half? Yes. Uh, what are your thoughts on how the Vikings played overall?
1: Overall, I, I give the Vikings a B plus, um, in the game and they would have got the A if they could have closed the deal. Um, and the reason that they get that that high of a grade is for everything that you just said. Is the the Seahawks are playing as one of the best teams, if not the best, in the NFL. Right. The, the Vikings one win coming in and a young secondary, and I was pretty impressed, honestly. From if I go back to weeks one and two, where this young D- defense this young secondary was really struggling last week we talked a little bit about the lack of depth that safety um, and then you come out this week and Russell Wilson having a historically good start as a quarterback with solid receivers uh, the, the, the man child DK Metcalf he's a beast you've got Tyler Lockett run running some of the best routes in the NFL and we, we shut him down for the for the, you know, all intents and purposes, right? Russell Wilson, 217 yards right. passing. And so much of that came on the final drive.
0: Right. It, and it was, uh, you know, they they sacked him a few times. Again, uh, this is a very mobile quarterback, and uh, to get to that quarterback is a feat in itself. Uh, and then to be able to bring him down, uh, and and again, you don't even have your best pass rusher. Uh, on the on the field so that is um you know that's impressive in my opinion and that's i think a a lot of scheme
1: absolutely and um i was really excited to see the sack from james lynch this is a, a player that the vikings drafted i believe in the fourth round as an interior pass rusher and He got to the quarterback. We haven't seen him on the field um, hardly at all in the previous games. And this is a guy, um, you know, if you harken back to John Randall and then there's Chris Hovan, right? Right. What do they have in common? Their motors, their motors, right? People talk about their motors are always going. Right. That's James Lynch. And when Vikings defensive lines are successful and they're fun, um, we have a player like this. Now, we had the Williams wall, and they're a little bit different for interior alignment and shutting down the run even uh, than, than what we're looking at now. But I love that interior pass rush guy. Right. And I hope that the Vikings have found him in James Lynch and he can get more playing time because it doesn't sound like the Hunter is coming back anytime soon. Um, and so we're going to need to look uh, for our New pass rushers out there, and hopefully James Lynch is is one of those guys.
0: Yeah, let's hope. It sounds like Daniel might uh, might even have surgery, which of course would rule him out for the rest of the season. So let's hope that doesn't happen. And, and but we
1: figured out what is wrong with him. It's a herniated disc.
0: Yes, in his neck. it is. Finally, we figured it out. I mean, the,
1: the mystery is it, it's been uncovered. We we pulled. We, we pulled the sheet down from that one, finally.
0: We did, and I've been dying to know, and I'm glad that we did finally find out. Uh, and again, hope that that uh, works its way out or they find some solution to to fix that. That can't be, obviously, something that you play with, and uh, it, it has to be certainly painful uh, as well, just ongoing.
1: Um, can, can I uh, touch on, b- before we move on from the last week's game? Yep. Uh, um, Adam Thielen has proven something new to me so going into this season I was very nervous that he couldn't be a true number one receiver and take the opposing defense's best cornerback and put up solid numbers and he showed it again last week, nine receptions 80 yards, two touchdowns Right. Um, the kid from Detroit Lakes just keeps Uh, achieving new levels I I don't want to say overachieving because that doesn't sound like um, you know maybe he's good enough or or something like that he certainly is good enough and Adam uh, here's my public apology to you I'm sorry for doubting you you're a stud
0: (laughs) you know I know Adam's a a loyal listener so he'll appreciate that Uh, he'll appreciate that very much so Adam Thielen's coming back, obviously. Delvin Cook is going to be out against Atlanta. Um, and we don't know when Atlanta's game will be. Uh, there's some talk about possibly it being delayed because there have been some positive reports uh, on the so, Falcons' one.
1: The latest, I think, is we're we're still set to go for Sunday um, at uh, U.S. Bank Stadium. So I, yes. I think we'll be okay
0: let's let's hope because uh obviously this you know all of these delays i think at some point catch up with certain teams now obviously it wouldn't catch up with the vikings because they have a bye week next week but um it would catch up with the falcons because they play next sunday and they if they play on a tuesday that's not that many days in between for uh rest and preparation so um let's hope that that uh happens on sunday but this is an Atlanta team that's really, really, really struggling. And they just lost their GM and they just lost their head coach. Um, again, if there's a team out there that's struggling more than the Vikings, it's certainly the Atlanta Falcons. So, this is a game that I think there's obviously a chance uh, that we come out ahead. Um, and I believe we are. Not hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a
1: minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Was that another Herb Brooks quote? So you're saying there's a chance?
0: <laughs> it could I'm be. I'm
1: sure Herb Brooks said that, not, not in the same same speech. No. Um,
0: so you're saying there's a chance. That's how we would have said it.
1: Th- when you say it with, with your Herb Brooks accent, I'm sure that at some point during that uh, 1980 Olympic game against the Russians, we
0: score a goal, <laughs> and Herb Brooks utters those words. I'm sure. I'm sure he does. I'm sure. <laughs> yes, and and the 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 uh, spirit of Herb Brooks might be there on Sunday against the Falcons, <laughs> and uh, maybe all this week. So you're saying there's a chance. All right. Um, so you know you have. You have a struggling two struggling teams facing each other. Maybe people call this the turkey game of the week, but um, your thoughts on Sunday's matchup.
1: Can I put on my rose-colored glasses for a moment or my purple-colored glasses? Absolutely. I've been far too navidig about the Vikings.
0: Yes, you um, have.
1: For the bulk of the year, I need to put on my, my purple-colored glasses here. We lost by one point to the Sea Chickens the undefeated Sea Chickens. We lost by one point to the Tennessee Titans, the undefeated Tennessee Titans. If those games in the last moments go the other direction, maybe if I'm a little bit more positive on the outset, the Vikings win those games. I'll I'll take the heat for that, those those Vikings lost. Right. Because I'm sure I had that impact all of a sudden we're talking about the 3 and 2 Vikings okay instead of the 1 and 4 so we're we're actually right there and so further along than we we showed against the Packers and the Colts in the first two weeks of the season right that i'm positive on the Vikings and i i think that this is a a 500 if not better team Matt, I, I'm calling it right now. The Vikings are going to at least go seven and four from here on out.
0: That is a really, really bold prediction, given the, I mean, given the performance obviously in the first two games, and yes, we can take into account the performance in the game since. But really, I mean, you're you're asking them to win out uh, for the next uh, six games.
1: We've had the toughest schedule, I believe, in the NFL to this point. All right, it's, and we're we're in these games now. Um, early in the season, no, we weren't. We're a different team. That was negative. Josh didn't give enough uh, give the the transformation uh, of Zim and that that young secondary enough credit. Uh, in the next two weeks, now I'm I'm fully on board, wearing my purple again. The, the last few weeks, Matt, I haven't even worn purple on Sunday wow. because I couldn't give the Vikings their due.
0: But now... I'm
1: back, baby. Wow. I purple socks, per... I, I got to find it. You know what? You know what I did, actually? In week two, I gave away my purple pants. What? I'm going to go buy another pair of purple pants. Yeah. I gave them away. That's how disgusted I was.
0: That's purple incredible. Purple
1: pants, it's gone. Well... I'm I'll... now back to wearing Vikings jerseys. You know what? I've got two purple shirts on, Matt, right now. I've got a, a, a Vikings-hooded sweatshirt that's purple and a long-sleeve, uh, show-your-horns, purple long-sleeve.
0: That's impressive, my friend. Uh, I, I'm not wearing any purple right now, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, come well, Sunday... Your,
1: your, purple, uh, your, your purple unitard is in the wash?
0: Yeah, I'm wearing the, uh, I'm wearing the yellow.
1: The yellow one. Yeah. What I like about the yellow one is the paisley pattern that goes with it wow. it's, it's adorable that little light blue paisley pattern and it's it, off the charts really uh,
0: I mean, you know uh, your style
1: can you, you said, said, can you can you send me a picture of that please
0: uh, i i sure can uh, but let's wait till after the podcast we're i'm a little busy right now um yeah you know again i know it's one of your favorites and i'm sorry that i'm not there to wear it for you but uh it is being uh worn right now and it's quite comfortable um mm-hmm. So obviously no delvin cook this Sunday. Um, we do have Madison available and you know obviously all of our receivers. So you were pretty high on Madison's performance after delvin went down. Um, your thoughts this Sunday does he improve on that? does he uh, is there a sort of a letdown coming from that performance? what are your thoughts?
1: I, I think that we- we're gonna see 120 total yards for Madison and two touchdowns.
0: Wow, that's a bull. I mean, so 120, Rooks I can see. see. I'm
1: not gonna, I'm not gonna split hairs. You know how he gets his yards, but he's gonna have 120 total yards and two touchdowns. All
0: right, and how about our young rookie,
1: Justin Jefferson, seven for 95 and a touchdown.
0: Wow, and. So we're going to go right into picks right now because that's, uh, that kind of transitions us right to there. We have Atlanta at Minnesota. Minnesota is favored by four.
1: As you said earlier, the Falcons are a bigger mess than, than what the Vikings record makes the Vikings appear to be. Uh, Vikings are at home, which I know means a lot less in this this covid time with no fans or limited fans but i think there is something to be said about the travel and you know that that whole routine so i'm going to take the vikings i'm going to take them with confidence with my my purple colored glasses fully ensconced in purple give me the vikings i'll give the four and i'm going to take them for 500.
0: Wow, that's a big bet. Speaking of big bets, let's talk about last week's bets. Now that we've made that transition nice and smoothly, um, let's take about talk about that. Uh, so I have to admit, um, I did not write down, I, I, I totally slacking last week, I did not write down how much you wagered with the Philadelphia versus Pittsburgh game, um, which you won, of course, but... Uh, so don't pick like a million dollars, because I know you. No,
1: we'll, we'll I'll tell you what. Let's put that one on pause. We'll go check the uh, recording. All right. For that, Wait. but I'm sure it was like three hundred or five hundred.
0: We record this? it's oh, weird. All okay. right. So, for so Minnesota at Seattle. You picked Seattle, and you gave the seven points, but you lost, my friend. You lost. So there's I minus did. that one hurt. Minus two hundred there. And then New York Giants, New York football Giants at the Dallas Cowboys, uh, really unfortunate injury to Dak Prescott, very unfortunate. Hopefully he's recovering well from that. But um, you did win that game uh, because although Dallas won, uh, they did not cover. So there was a nine-point spread there. uh, They did not cover. So you did pick the Giants with the points, and you won $300. So, and then the next. Yeah. Yeah. The next game is Buffalo at Tennessee. Tennessee hammered Buffalo. I mean, what's up with that? I was
1: way way off on that game. I I thought that the COVID thing would be an issue and the not practicing, and boy was I wrong. Right. The the Titans used it as a rallying cry and kicked the crap out of a previously undefeated Buffalo Bills team.
0: You, it's absolutely correct. Uh, unfortunately, so that makes you right now down $400. And so I don't nice. think you bet $400 on the Philadelphia Pittsburgh game. Uh, so we'll go back and listen, and we'll find out what that was. But my friend, you are you lost money last week. Mythical dollars down the drain. So going yeah, back,
1: I, 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 yeah. I feel good about it though. Do you? Um, from the games that I got right,
0: so do you, do you though? I mean, you lost. Nah, yeah,
1: not really. Yeah. no, I lost mythical you, money. I never like using mythical money and not being able to pay mythical rent or eat mythical food.
0: Right. So unfortunately, you're down mythically, and uh, that's a sad case. So um, let's see if we can improve on that this this uh, this week. We have,
1: hey Matt, you know what's not mythical? What's that? The cold weather golf gloves
0: that I'm wearing out here. Wait, oh. are those, cold weather, <laughs> <gloves>? <laughs>
1: those yeah. are cold weather golf
0: gloves? My my feet are a little <laughs> chilly. I'm I'm not wearing any shoes, but my feet are a little chilly.
1: Well, I always thought Bermuda shorts uh, or unitards look tacky with shoes. So well, they, uh, they do. That makes sense. Uh, Flip
0: flops would be more more appropriate so we have now we are uh, we vowed this year to always pick the green bay game as well so we have green bay at tampa bay and tampa bay is favored uh, or no green bay is favored by one point so it's a it's a tough call because you might as well go pick them with that but we'll obviously give them that one point this is green bay's toughest matchup so far this year
1: I, I'm going to take the Packers. They have not lost me a game mythically yet. Um, wow. a, at least not that I I think of. I, I think they've pretty much blown out every every opponent they've played. And I don't see it stopping now. Um, I'll, I'll give the point to Tom Brady. Give me the, the pack. Go Pack Go. And I'll take him for Stop three.
0: it. Stop it. That's horrible. Green and gold rules. It, shut up. Is Nathan there? Does Nathan have a gun to your head? He,
1: no, he's giving me a mean titty twister right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he is. He does love doing that. Uh, so I'm sorry, what was the dollar amount that you were betting?
1: Ow, Nathan, 400, four, 500, 500, Fine.
0: 500. I'll
1: take the Packers for, for 500.
0: Wow. All right then. So then uh, you always pick a game, and the game that you've picked is the Browns at the Steelers. Uh, and the Steelers are favored by three and a half. So you picked the. I will.
1: I'll take the Steelers in this one. I'll give the three and a half. As much as I love the Brown story and Kevin Stefanski. Right. Going into this season, I, I was pretty high on, on the Steelers and having a healthy Ben Roethlisberger back with that defense. And it's at home. Um, right. For the Steelers. So. I feel good about this one. Give me the Steelers
0: for three hundred. For three hundred. Alright. So the game that I pick for you that you don't know about and you have no previous knowledge of uh, of what game that I'm gonna choose for you, I have Kansas City at Buffalo. Kansas City is favored by four and a half. Kansas City coming off a very tough loss, by the way. But also Buffalo coming off a very tough loss. So you have two teams that are kind of out to get somebody.
1: One of two Monday night games. I I guess I hadn't realized uh, that we have two Monday night games uh, going on again. It's covid I I actually like Tuesday night football. I want to have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday football. I I, want to have it. I enjoyed it, uh, the Tuesday night game. So... Um, fine, I'll, I'll take the early start. It's it's a nice 4 o'clock start, um, and then that game should wrap up by the time we get to the real Monday night game. So I, I like how the NFL did that, um, actually. And um, so to the game, I'm just trying to buy time uh, trying yeah. to decide who to pick here. But I'll take the Chiefs. Um, All right. Give me the uh, Kansas City Chefs. Um, and the Bills lose two in a row. Um, I'll wow. give the four and a half points, Okay. and I'll take the uh, the Chiefs for three hundred.
0: Wow, we got a lot of money on the line this week, so uh, <laughs> that's going to be an interesting, interesting that's go six, of it.
1: Sixteen hundred? What? How much did I put on the Vikings?
0: You put five hundred. So 300? You got, yeah, you have five hundred. You have sixteen hundred dollars on the line this week. Um, All right. So that'll be interesting. let go. Absolutely. I, I'm excited. Actually, it makes, uh, makes the game mythically more exciting. Um, so that'll be fun to watch.
1: Is it possible to make something infinitely mythically more exciting?
0: It, it I, Well, we'll see this weekend, won't we? Uh, although it's only going to be, it's not going to be infinitely mythically more exciting. It's going to be $1,600 mythical dollars more exciting. I mean, you don't have infinite money, especially losing last week. I
1: don't think I lost that much. And, and how much was I up going into this week? I was well, doing pretty
0: you, good. Yeah, you're up. But you know what? It, it, you're only as good as the week you're in, my friend. So uh, let's... Wow, uh, tough crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Buck up. <laughs> let's see how you do. Um, well, moving on from picks because, you know, again, it's all hopeful wishing at this point, uh, mythically, of course but let's talk about what's in your bowl. Um, actually, this is the part of the show where I am actually sad that I'm not there.
1: You love sticking your fingers in my bowl.
0: I do, I do. It's such a nice bowl, uh, and there's always something crunchy in there.
1: You You get in there with, you don't just take like two fingers, it's not your index finger and your thumb, it's all five fingers. You get in there and you finger my bowl and stir my cereal around, take out your handful, say, boy, that's good, and you go back for seconds.
0: Why not? It's usually good cereal.
1: You you usually lick your fingers. That's like double dipping the chip, my friend. You don't double tip.
0: Yeah. Well, I need and some. And so
1: last week I got you your own bowl. We, we went, um, <laughs> call it COVID appropriate. We and, did. Well. We did. We um, did. I'm sure that the cereal that I'm going to talk about this evening is not in your cupboard.
0: Oh. So, uh, challenge accepted, my friend.
1: So I I transitioned from fall cereals. What's after fall? Uh, or or what's kind of the, the wrap-up of fall? Your favorite holiday?
0: Uh Halloween.
1: Halloween. So we're moving into the Halloween cereals. Oh. And tonight I'm
0: a, Oh god, now I'm, re- I'm really the, sad.
1: Yeah, I, I know, I know. It's the Captain Crunch Halloween edition. There's red ghosts oh. that turn the milk green. Oh. how can red how can red ghosts turn the milk green?
0: That's some sort of witchcraft right there. Oh, it, my it's goodness. It's got to be
1: witchcraft because this is 100% natural cereal, Matt. No artificial flavors or colors.
0: Does it say that? Does it no, say but that I'm
1: sure it is. I would not put that poison in my body. <laughs> so witchcraft takes the red cereal to turn the milk green, and wow. here we go. So, all
0: right. Oh, yeah, I hear you. I hear the cereal going into the bowl. Um, yes. Can I, can I get my fingers in there a little bit? No.
1: Oh, there you go. Right? So hey. what I like about this cereal <laughs> is those red ghosts that turn the milk green actually taste basically like regular Captain Crunch. They're not Crunch Berries because I would think something that was up with the, the, the whole cereal thing then, if the ghost tasted like Crunch Berries, Crunch Berries should taste like Crunch Berries.
0: Well, yes, and snozberries should taste like snozberries, but...
1: Exactly. You get it.
0: (laughs) I do. Um, I have one question, though. How's the roof of your mouth?
1: Oh, don't worry. Before I get knee-deep in this bowl, I do install my Captain Crunch... Mouth. roof of my mouth Mouth guard.
0: All right. Well, that's good because I'll tell you what that's uh, a dangerous cereal that you have in front of you, my friend. Dangerous. It's it's and almost as dangerous as shredded wheat.
1: It is well, good thing I don't have a tiny throat hole. You don't. That is dangerous.
0: That is very Which
1: dangerous. I, it turns out it, it it does run in my family cuz my brother actually has a tiny throat hole as well come to find out. Wow. So my sister and brother both both suffer from that same affliction of a tiny throat hole. Not me, though. I, no. I, I'm good.
0: So, mini-wheats are out I, for them. I've been checked out. Mini-wheats are out for them. Captain Crunch is out for them. Uh, large grapes are out no, for them.
1: No, 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 no. What I appreciate about them is they're gamers. Wow. They'll battle through it. They just go they're, through it. They're wow. not going to let their tiny throat hole... Uh, stop them short from cereal glory.
0: Well, let's hope that there's somebody around them when they're eating these so they can pr- uh, provide the Heimlich maneuver when uh, they start choking on this uh, very difficult cereal. I mean, if they're not sticking to Frosted Flakes, I mean, come on. They they need some assistance. Right,
1: A, a cereal spotter is what they need.
0: Yes, absolutely. And you know what? I'm yep. a great cereal spotter. I might get you my fingers in your bowl, but I will perform the Heimlich. So... Uh, have no problem doing that i mean i don't know how to do it but i'll do it you know
1: you'll youtube it as you're snacking out of their bowl
0: as yeah as they're turning purple i will youtube oh one moment please let me look this up yep and what's google for right well exactly another great podcast and as we always finish our podcast uh, you know, we do have coming up here some gopher football soon. So we'll talk about that uh, in our next podcast. So Skyuma, row the boat, baby.
1: Win Twins.
0: Skull Vikings. Go, go wild. wild. Yeah, go wild and ho! All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And see us on Facebook at Sports on the Porch or on Twitter at MN Sport. At- go ahead.
1: No, no, you got
0: it. I Did I? That. Did I, though?
1: Yeah, I think you got it. Yeah,
0: go, go ahead. MN Sports on Port. Did I get it?
1: You did, you did. Oh, yes. I'm so happy for you. Oh, man. Nailed
0: it. I, I know, it's taken months for me to get that, but I do finally have it. All right, thanks for listening, everybody, and thank you, Josh, for calling in and, and being a participant, um, and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good one, everyone. All right, have a good night.